0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloved. Happy Monday. This weekend went by so fast. I don't know if it did for you, but for me it did, but in a good way. Um, I had just the greatest call meeting on Friday that I will have keep to myself for right now because I am manifesting all things great, wonderful, unimaginably great after a lot, like a year of garbage happening. um, So I'm keeping it a little bit close to the chest, but kind of not in telling you, I'm just asking for some really good vibes because I think you guys would be excited. Um, But other exciting things that happened this weekend, I did a pop-up, which if you listened last week at all, like I had one plan that got canceled and um, that was hard. But then I had some OG, we got this fam, come in and say, hey, why don't you come out to the dance exchange where they do amazing dance classes, amazing thing for kids and they do aerial restorative yoga. I love me some yoga. I've never tried the aerial stuff. I want to because, you know, Pink and she does that all the time. My guru, my favorite artist ever. Um, but it, I mean, it's like an hour away from my house and you know, all the things. So I haven't really ever gotten to try it, but I was really excited to be there today because it was really meaningful that someone that listened to me on regular radio and still listens and follows now is like, Hey, I just want to help you. She's like, you've helped me more than you know. And when I hear shit like that, I'm just like, "Ah, it's literally like, food for the soul, like not just any crappy food, like my favorite Taco Bell Mexican pizza with just the right amount of hot sauce on it with a good old ice cold fountain Mountain Dew. Cause there's something that hits differently about diet Mountain Dew from the fountain Ugh, and a Doritos Locos taco on the side. You know, it's like that good moment where I'm just like, damn, y'all are awesome. I am all like Skittles and sunshine today because I feel like things are turning around mercury and retrograde has been a little bitch but today was really great in so many ways and i had somebody i usually would save this dm for ask riley on wednesday but i felt like it was pertinent today because i did the pop-up um She said, if you're open to sharing, I'd love to know the business side. Cost to make versus selling price, maybe a really Riley episode. I've wanted to have my own small business as well. Okay, so it's kind of crazy that I say that I tripped and fell into the small business of my candles, House of W by Riley, that has now morphed into a little bit of apparel, some home goods with the recent like glasses and mugs that I've been making. And I'm going to branch out, like I did a little like plant arrangement in a mug that I custom made with a basket that I you know personalized and spray painted and made it look you know like I refurbished it. Side note everything I do is if it's like refurbished or like reimagined because I love one-of-a-kind things I don't do anything by halves and I like everything to be custom and different and one-of-a-kind and if it's not you know just one-of-a-kind and I make it like not mass produce it because I'm not a big conglomerate, but if I make several, it's because I felt like it was very special and people loved it. Um, but I tripped and fell into this business just the same way I tripped and fell into radio when I was I was learning sign language interpretation in college. That was going to be my major after years of doing ballet and cheerleading and everything in front of a stage. Um, I feel like I always say my life was pretty manifested. And this was one where after my wedding, I was making bridal jackets, like the jackets that you would make in either your engagement photos or it was one that you would put on like after as you were doing like your, you know, sparkler pictures when you're leaving the reception and everybody's cheering for you. I just kind of couldn't let the wedding thing go because you plan that sucker for a year to two years and then it's over in 24 hours and you're like, but what? Did an entire podcast about post-wedding depression because it's a thing. That's a couple down. Um, But I was like, well, what can I do? Because I had a pop-up that I was doing. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Literally like a week to two weeks. I think it was like two weeks before. I was just like, what if people aren't getting married? And they come out and they don't want a denim jacket. You know, like I didn't have that many... That were either they were either we got this jackets or they were bridal and I'm like I, I don't want to be like an idiot just sitting out there like and not make one sale because at the time I had my you know big old job that you know was my dream job and I it wasn't like my main source of income so I was like okay well it would suck but emotionally I don't want to put myself out there and then just have it fail I don't do the, I I just I don't like failing at all um, it's a beauty and a curse with me but I decided to make these crystal intention candles because one day when we we're talking on the air about my wedding and whether or not I wanted to give away wedding favors because I think wedding favors honestly are kind of a waste of money most of the time because yes it's it's cute to give like a little brownie or something or a cookie or a little thing of honey but I look at my drawer of all of the weddings that Marshall has either been in or went to I didn't really go to a lot of weddings for years because I was you know traveling all over with radio um but he has like so many koozies and so many like wedding date cups and I'm like I no shade to anybody that did that but I was just like we were spending a lot of money and we just had a baby and about a house and I was just like I don't really want to spend it if nobody's going to take it. So then we had this amazing listener when we were on the air talking about this say like I'll give you these Rose Quartz raw chunks. I've had them forever. Let them be my gift to you. It's no secret that I tell everybody that I feel like I ma- I know. I know I manifested Marshall with one rose quartz heart-shaped crystal that I still hold in my hand every single night and say thank you, thank you, thank you for the best thing that happened every day because the idea behind that is that you go to bed thinking about the best thing that happened to you that day and then you wake up in a great mood. It doesn't always work, but hey, it's still my credo, my mantra. I still do it every single night. So I thought it was great to give away rose quartz Because, you know, it's the universal stone of love, whether it's, you know, self-love or, you know, romantic love or love of anything. And I had a lot of it left. So I was like, you know what? Where can I put this? It's super creative. And I had just gotten a candle kit because I'd seen it on TikTok. And I was just like, you know, let me try that. Or I think Marshall got me a candle kit for a present. Anyway, I had just gotten this little candle kit. I was like, well, I want to try it. So with my little, like, burner, because I didn't have the big, like, um, wax melter like thing that looks like a crock pot thing at that point. And I did some of them in the microwave or whatever. And I like cried and learned and like trial by error that first batch. Uh and they got like it it was still I still do everything the same way. Like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So I still wanted it to be perfect, but that's why it was so hard for me at first because it's a lot of math making candles. You have to do the oils at the right temperature. You have to pour it at the right temperature. You have to mix it for a certain amount of time. You can only put a certain amount of oil per ounce of wax. La 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 la. I didn't know any of this shit and I don't do math. I don't have the patience to figure things out, but I just didn't want to like haphazardly put these together and have them suck. You know, and I was like, I want woodwick candles. I don't like working with the cotton ones because I just love a woodwick candle. And I wanted all of the bowls and the vessels to be different. And, one of a kind so it was like I was budding this business that I didn't have to have because I had my radio career and I had a steady paycheck but it was a passion of mine it became something that I wanted to get away and do you know when I was stressed out that was my me time when the kids would go to bed or they'd be napping or whatever especially during like the winter and the colder months um and it was doing really well like thanks to you guys like when I tell you know the the when I Turned it into an LLC this year after I got fired. They were like, you did how much last year? Which it wasn't like astronomical amounts of money, but to be a startup, it was a good start. And I was like, well, I got to make this a business now after I got let go. And I had always planned on making it an LLC and having it be like extra form of income. Because side note, I don't ever again want to get all of my income from one thing. Because if that one thing gets taken from you, you screwed, you know? And thank God for you guys. Thank God for you guys caring and giving a shit about me. Thank God for you guys promoting my little candle business. Thank God for you guys loving them. Because, girl, I would be so screwed right now if it wasn't for that. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, But, yeah, so it started. I tripped and fell into it. But I always say, like, there's no good time to start something and if you're asking me for advice on that like I didn't know how to do a business like the jackets that I started those as they did really really well too but then as my youngest my two-year-old he wasn't two at the time but started walking and you know being crazy and as you know like once I start walking it's over you know you're constantly chasing around a little a little terror um so those jackets would I would hand place every single crystal on them so they would take like three days a piece to do And it was very long, very tedious work. So I wanted to transition into doing just the candles because I really love that it's soothing to make them once you get the formula down. Um, But I just didn't think that this was gonna be something that was gonna be my business and I'm so glad it is because it ties into everything that I am. And somehow I've married it with my radio career with like candles and radio, but yet every time I have something happen to me In life, I end up turning it like into a candle, like the lawn care poppy candle that's up on my Etsy shop or the karma collection that I did while I was going through all the pain of like losing my dream of the radio career. And now I have the karma collection that I debuted at the pop up and it was a big deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys don't know what the three thank yous is about, I always say thank you three times because it's just like something that like completes the trilogy of what it means. I've said that so many times in the podcast. And if you guys have heard me say that, at nauseum, my bad. Um, but it just has come full circle in a sense. And everything happens for a reason. And I feel like that candle business, this house of W, literally came about right at the time that things in my life started to go to shit. Literally, my very first pop-up was one year ago, like a couple of days ago, and I didn't realize that, and it was literally not long after that that things started to go downhill for me in terms of my career, or what was, because my career's still on the up and up. Thank God. But it wasn't something that I had planned on, but if you have something that you love and want to do, I would say just do it. You don't have to do like the biggest thing ever right away. Start making things. You know, plan like a little side budget. And if it's a situation where like I don't have the money to start it, like I feel like you can always find a tiny little bit of extra something somewhere. Because, girl, I ain't making the money I was making before at all. You know, there's been times where I've cried myself to sleep at night because I'm like, how am I going to figure this out? I don't know what I'm going to do. And then, you know, All of a sudden I'll get like a bunch of sales and I'm like, okay, I can, I can figure this out this month. You know, obviously I had savings. I can't sit here and tell you that my side business has kept my mortgage together and kept, you know, thank God my car, like I paid it off last year manifested, right? Like everything was kind of lined up as much as all the things hurt. Every single fear that I had when I got let go aside from emotional pain and like losing what I thought was supposed to be, you know, my life goal, those fears haven't really come true so it's like a lot of people are afraid to put themselves out there and start a new business and I was actually talking to somebody today at the pop-up about this that I was just like I told them once like okay you can fall but what happens if you fly like I love this new sector of having not one but two businesses with like my podcast and the candles because if it sucks and it fails it's my fault but if it flies and it's fabulous it's my fault too And I like that grind. I've never been afraid of that. I've never been afraid of hard work and putting myself out there and obviously living the life less traveled. That's been my MO. I've done everything, not the wrong way, but the backward or hard way or not the easiest, you know, trek up the mountains. But I got up there and I'm still getting up there. It's a whole new twist because radio was never easy. I didn't want it to be easy. But it got uneasy in the ways that I hated. And I, again, like a lot of you guys asked me, like, Riley, why would you leave? I was like, I never would have left, no matter how bad it got. Radio is still my world. You guys are still my world. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Because I couldn't stand to stay away from this microphone and you. But, like, fear is always there with things, especially when you have, like, kids in a house and all these responsibilities. It's not like I'm, like, 22 years old and I can just, you know, do it for a little while and then go back to my parents' house. And side note, I lived in my mom's house while I was 26. So it was like I adapted that do or die attitude quote later. Not that 26 is old. Because I think it's crazy to think you should have everything figured out at 26. My God, I'm 41 and I still don't have it all figured out. I'm starting over essentially. But it's do or die yet again. You know, I am not going to give up on anything. And I refuse to not be successful in everything that I do. And I feel like no matter what, if you just Go for it. And you put every bit of it. And I'm talking without excuses, without ego, accepting failures, and going for it. And maybe even, I don't want to say without fear, but maybe even with fear, but do it anyway. Like, you're bound to get success. And in that success, there's going to be a lot of failures. Like, that's, I think, the difference. Sure, there's a lot of failures. But if you pivot and prevail, like I always like to say, there's another way to figure it out, like I'm figuring that out too. Like I'm trying to get more ads on the podcast so I can feed my family, but sometimes it's not as easy. Like you have to realize I had a huge, one of the biggest companies in the world that I worked for, and that was the one that was pushing my show and me, and it was easy to get advertising. You know, I was on; it was already there. They were coming to me. Like I would, I never really turned down anything because I'm a yes girl in terms of like work and all of that. But there were times where stuff just, like, didn't make sense for me. Like, I'm not going to talk about, you know, something that, like, incontinence. Like, I don't have incontinence. So I'm not going to talk about the procedure I got, which was when I had my choo-choo rejuvenated after my second child, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Do it if you can do it. Um, But I didn't want to talk about that part of it because I was like, that's not me. That's inauthentic. So I would turn certain things down that were inauthentic. Like, I, oh, well, can you talk about this beer? I was like, well, I don't drink. Can you talk about it anyway? Well, no, that's stupid. I don't drink and not for any reason, you know, not that drinking is bad or whatever. I just don't do it. So that's not authentic. I just went off a whole different tangent there. But I do feel like there's success to be had in any way, shape or form. Like I'm not saying that if you put all, like to go put all of your money into a small business and immediately expect it to fly just because you had, you know, tenacity. I'm not saying that. That's silly. That'd be like, I'm. I have my head in the clouds by saying that. But there's never a good time to start anything. The good time is now. Not before you have kids, after you have kids, before you get this raise. I had to wait till I got fired to really get this thing going and start an LLC. And I'm working on getting the website together. That's a kick in the ass. You know, you'd think that'd be the easiest thing ever, but I don't have $1,200 to drop on something that like, you know, and if I had that money, I would have dropped it, And I, but I want it to be done right. There's a lot of ins and outs. I will say this, I have, because I can't look at just like the hard stuff, I have been blessed in the idea that over 20 years of radio, I know how to market something. I know how to take a product and make it good and get it in front of people because a lot of times there's amazing things out there, but nobody knows about it and nobody sees it because nobody markets it the right way. I mean, radio, you wouldn't think that marketing, but it is. You're selling of yourself and your personality. And luckily enough for me, my whole really Riley persona was just me being me. So I guess in business, that could be a good tip. Take your business and have it be you being you in what your passion is. I said on a panel years ago in a video clip, they were like, you know, what can make you successful in radio and successful in the show? And I said, well, find your passion and make it matter. Like, make yourself an indispensable piece of the radio station, which is sort of bullshit because nobody's indispensable at all, ever. Um, but find what makes you tick in terms of, like, what I would bring to the show, and then it becomes easy because you're just talking about what you really are. Because a lot of times radio personalities are nothing near what you think they are most of the time, actually. But I tried to play very, not play, I tried to be as close to my authentic self as I could. Sometimes it got me in trouble. My whole point to all that mumbo jumbo is that I still use that. Like my passion is making people feel seen. And at first I started doing that through talking about manifestation. And then I did it with the vision board, you know, seminar. And yes, there's another one coming. It's just a lot of planning. This goes into... Another point of mine. I really want to do this girl's weekend getaway. And I think a lot of people have to remember now that, you know, I was talking about that last week on the podcast that it's just me. I before had an entire company paying for all of the things that go inside of an event, the food, the drinks, the event venue, the t- all that. I just had to show up and talk about it on the air. Now I am planner, I am decorator, I am creator, I am promoter, I am money producer. You know, when I did my vision board event, a lot of people were saying like, oh, that price is so expensive, but they also didn't know all that they were getting within that vision board event, the food and the ambiance and the giveaway bags. And all of the really good materials for the vision boards and the crystal intention stones they got to take away with it and the hour seminar with me and the journals that they got to take home. You know, like I don't do anything by halves. However, that means if I do it to the standard that I always want to give it, I have to ante up that money up front. And that's nothing new in business. But when you switch from radio to being your own CEO, It's different, especially when the people that you're marketing yourself to see it in one way. So whenever I say I want to do something and then it doesn't happen immediately, it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. It's just there's a lot more working around moving parts to it. You know, and in the question here that it was like, well, you know, cost to do things versus like what you take home. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to give away what my pocketbook is. And like, you know, that would be, I'm not gatekeeping, but I'm also not going to just put my finances out there for you because I am real, but that ain't nobody's business, you know? I think that's like shooting myself in the foot in a way. Like, I don't think that the markup is absolutely insane, and here's why. Because when I get crystals for the crystal intention candles, I have researched for a really long time through my own love of them. And then when I wanted to market them, sell them, I had to find wholesale ways of doing it. I had to get an LLC together before I could get wholesale. I have to get podcasts and LLCs for House of W insurance in order to get into some of these places that give me that wholesale price. Elsewise, I was buying it just as the way anybody else would. I still do that because sometimes it's better. The quality is what matters to me in terms of the oils I use for the candles, in terms for the vessels that I use, in terms of the vinyl that I'll put on the candles or the cups. And the biggest thing about what goes into the price is time versus what I take home. Because, for example, right after I got let go, I um, was approached by a company that does like gift. like, like It's like gifting for like real estate. So they have all of these big clients and the real estate companies will buy these little goodie bags or gift packets or whatever you want to call it for all of their clients that are big as like a, hey, thank you. And a lot of them do it. And I was so excited. I had just gotten fired. So I was like, anything, I'll do anything. I don't care. And I got a candle order of a thousand. Now granted they were one ounce tins. So they're not like huge, but I put crystals on mine. I use wood wicks instead of cotton. I had to get tiny little labels for that. I had to buy another warmer. I had to buy all of the tins. I had to buy all of the wax, all of the oil. You see what I'm going with? So the process of putting together a candle, those tins per se, you have to open the entire thousand of them. You have to take them out of the little baggie. You have to put the House of W sticker on the top. You have to take the sticker off of the wood wick like, there's a like a little clip that goes at the bottom of the candle to hold the wick up. And you have to get a sticker that's double-sided. So you have to take both of those off, put them on the bottom of the wick, put the wick in. Then you go and you make the like the concoction. You heat up the wax to a certain temperature. Then you pour the wax at a certain temperature. Like you have to let it cool down. And then you have to pour in the oil at a certain temperature. Then you have to stir it for a certain amount of time. And then you have to wait again for it to cool down even more. And then you have to pour it. Then it has to cure for a week to two weeks. And I actually like to make it cure longer. Then you have to trim all of the wicks. Then you have to put the crystals in and place every single one of those suckers with a toothpick by hand. Because that's what makes mine different. Most other people when they have crystal intention candles, it just plop, plop, plop. And it looks like duty and wax. (laughs) And then... You have to cap all of them. And then you have to clean off whatever wax went on the side. Then you have to put them back in said baggie so the tins don't scratch. And then you have to put them back in the tins and pack them up for a thousand of them. So here's what I will say in terms of the prices of all that. Full stop after everything. I at first the lump sum was like three grand. But then when I thought about it all, all of the materials and everything cost me Most of that chunk. And at the end of the day, after two months of getting this together, because you can't do it all at once and you'll go mad if you try to, at most, I think I did 200 a day. Now, mind you, this was also in a window of time that was a good amount of time, but two two months seems like a long time, but for a thousand. And the quality of what I put out there, because I've had people come out from those. Like that candle or to the you know, real estate customers that got it and come back and buy more. So it was good, but at the end of the day, when I turned around and saw what they were selling it for, (laughs) if I got three grand and most of that went towards materials, they turned around and sold the kits for 13 bucks. And everything else that they put into that probably cost maybe four dollars. And then you buy it in bulk and you subtract all that. So basically they were making like 10 grand off of what I made like $800 for two months of work. So that's, you do the math. So you have to be careful what you price for things. And some people say, well, that's so expensive. I can go to Ross and get a $7.99 candle for what you're charging $45 from. And that's cheap. You know, like what I charge for it when I do the price evaluation across the lines of Etsy, across the lines of Instagram and TikTok and all these comparable candle companies to mine that have bigger names, I'm like, I'm they're getting a steal. And I started recently trying to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to lessen my price because people think it's too expensive. And I'll break down and be like, okay, well, I can do it for you for this, da da, da, da because I'm cheating myself. I know what they're worth. I know what goes into them. And that one big order, I just... I was so desperate and I was just like willing to take anything. And sometimes you have to do that. I don't think I regret it because it was a learning experience and I did make some money and I got to do it from home. That's a plus, you know, but also I was home and away from my kids. I would be so sad when I was like, hold up in the candle room, first world problems that I was able to create a little room in my basement that I could do it in. But I would hear my sons laughing with Marshall and I would feel sad because I'm like, okay, well, Before I had a nine to five and I would be away while they were napping or at school. And now when they're awake, I'm not there. You know, it just felt like I'm the one silver lining of getting fired from my dream job is I could be home with them more. Not that I ever wanted that. Honestly, I was, I'm not built to be just a stay at home mom. No shade anybody that is, but it wasn't my jam. And I feel like I'm a better mom when I have a purpose outside of just my children. You can shade me for that too if you want to, but hey, I digress. But what I'm saying is when people down me for saying, oh, that's so expensive, I'm like, okay, well, do you know what's in those candles that's in Ross? You go to Yankee Candle and you'll spend $39.99 for a big candle that's about 18 to 20 ounces. My biggest candles are usually like 26 ounces. They're heavy, good quality bowls, good quality real crystals and not glass. And I'm just sort of like, you'll spend $30 on that one that's got all kinds of paraffin in it, It's not all natural coconut apricot soy like mine and really good oils that are natural and organic, no wood wick and mass produced that anybody can get it. And you'll spend 40 bucks on that, but I'm asking too much for 60 for something that's custom made that you can reuse the vessel later because of, you know, the artwork that I put on it. You can also keep the crystals as a keepsake. It smells better. It's better for you. And if it means anything, it's made by my own two hands. You know, like that's what I mean with custom things. And if you don't care about that, then you're right. They are charging. I am charging you too much. But then if it's not for you, it's not for you. I'll say this when starting a business. Like the price is the price, but you do also have to make sure your price is worth it without ego. Because what I was originally selling, those huge 26 ounce candles with a lot more crystals in them, like too much. Marshall used to be a little cheap ass and come around, but like, you're putting too much. I still do that though. I'll still be like, one more here or one more here, but I've had to scale it back because I was, you know, at that time I had a different form of income, but now I'm like, I'm just throwing away money. And I still overproduce all of them because I put my heart into them still. But you have to be careful with that with business. I was giving away all this kinds of stuff for free and I still give them. I still give the candles to charity, but sometimes when people approach me and I'll be like, yeah, I'll put something together, but then it's just one candle. Before it would be an entire freaking basket that if the retail value of that was like three, $400, but I wanted to give that because I could. Now I, I can't use all my inventory like that. I'll get back there and I'll get back to giving that much, but now I just have to give a little bit less. That sucks. But In business, you have to start being a little shrewd and that's hard for me too because even with this podcast, like I want to start a subscription service, that's next. And it'll always be free, really Riley, always, but there'll be additional bonus features that I would have to ask listeners that used to get everything from me for free to pay for. And if they don't want to, that's okay. But then I also have to make that extra bonus content or make those giveaways or make that merch that they're buying these subscriptions for worth it. So starting a new business is not easy and you do have to make the return of investment work for you. And honestly, if you put all of that research and all of that heart and all of that time, and that's how I got this damn blister, which I'll get into Blistergate in a minute, then you have to price it for what it's worth and your time is worth a lot. Or you can't have hard feelings if somebody's like, well, I'm just going to go to Candle at Ross. Cool. Go do that i mean i get it i still i used to get candles there all the time they were just fine for me at the time but if you want something just a little bit more meaningful and a little bit more special i'll go ahead and say it and have confidence in my product a lot more special then you come to me and here's the thing every single time i get somebody new that buys a candle and they come back for more it makes me light up because some of those ones too i've had somebody dm me before and be like riley you know what I really tried to scour the internet and everywhere else that they sell candles to find ones that are like yours. And I found some with crystals in them and it's just not, it's not what you bring. But that's how I live life. That's how I try to live life on the air too. In any form of my business career, I just try to bring it and I give my whole soul to it. So that's like number one, I think. Like I've only been in my own business of a podcast for two months. I've only been in my own business of house of W for a year but even like legally if you want to count it in LSD like four or five months but it's a lot of Sundays at pop-ups which I'm not shading that I love seeing you guys and I love seeing people's reactions to the smells and the crystals I love that so it's work but not I think I'm working harder now than I ever was when I was in radio no that's not fair I'm working a lot more hours in terms of promotion and putting together it's a lot more like get in there work because it's just me but I'm proud of it so you have to find something that you're really proud to do like don't start a business I don't think that you like don't love doing even if it's a lot of money because more money more problems I'm getting to the space now that I'm healing like that I'm I'd rather make a lot less money no I'm not going to say that I manifest I'm gonna still have that amount of money. But if somebody asked me to go back to the space that I was in before versus this, no, never. Absolutely not. In business, in anything, don't sell your soul to the devil for success because that's not real success anyway. If you sell your soul in the dirtiest way possible, that's calling on karma. That's not success. That was gonna be on the karma candles, but I decided to hold that one. Because I'm in this space of manifesting all good things and letting go of the rest of that. I still have a snarky comment here and there, but (laughs) there you have it. I mean, I don't know that I have the best of advice in business because I'm so new at it. But if you think your stuff is good, give it a shot. Like, I'll say this too. Like, a lot of the pop-ups that I try to get into, oh my God, it's like getting into Ivy League college. And it's a lot of like, it feels like a lot of you can't sit with us type thing. Because sometimes you see the same vendors over and over and over at pop-ups. And that's fine. Like, Because if somebody's paying, because that person too that's hosting that podcast had to pay for that space. So they have to figure out the best return of investment for people to come out and be at their pop-up and pay and repay that part of the money. You know, and whatever else they brought to the table. I get that. But when you make people pay you to register to get into a pop-up, And then you just pick the same people over and over again. That's shitty. You know, I feel like if you're going to charge people to get into your pop-up or like just to apply. Because they're like, oh, processing fees and going through your... red. Wait, what? You're going to be making money off of this. So why should... Anyway, I'm not going to even get into that tangent. I just think it's stupid. I think it's wrong to charge somebody an application fee because it's basically free money for you. It's basically free money for you to read over their stuff Or look at their Instagram to tell them no. Or to tell them yes and then make money off of them being out there. I just, I don't know. Somebody that does that, if you do that with pop-ups, maybe you can explain to me why that is. My whole thing though is that like it's really, some of these pop-ups are really hard to get into. You know, because that's how people make their living. But it seems like a monopoly. That's why I was so, so grateful to, I don't know if she wants her business out there like that. So I'm not saying names. But I was so grateful to this listener fam to let me be out there because it allowed me to share my things and feel like, okay, we got this yet again. And, you know, actually get a couple new customers and be excited about that. Like when nobody, they don't know me for anything. They don't know me from my old radio name. They don't know me from my podcast. They just know that I have a good product in front of them and they like it and they want to buy it. Like that's the best. So I would say though, like go put yourself out there with your product if you believe in it. I started on Etsy years ago before Etsy took such a fucking chunk. It's crazy. Um, But it was when I was making like jewelry and crafts and I did really well, but not enough to make like a business business out of it. But you can start there to see what sells and what doesn't. They do take a very big chunk though. But the pros and cons of Etsy is although they take a good chunk, you get an audience in marketing that on Etsy that you normally wouldn't. I'm in the process of putting together either a Shopify or a Wix site because I originally wanted just an e-commerce website. However, I'm a weird animal because I have the podcast and the candles and my events that I want to put on there. <sighs> so that's a whole process. Um, but I'm still trucking it. I'm going to modify right now because I really want to get the apparel out to you guys. So it's a whole trial and error thing. But just do it because you can sit there and wonder forever or not. There's ways to do it because I think like the smaller websites like Shopify and Wix are like $30 a month. That's not a bad investment. Or you can also start, start a shop on Instagram. I don't love that though because Instagram algorithms are a little funky. You know, it's almost like if you don't pay them money in some way, shape or form or let them use your social media, then they like start shadowbitting you. Not to be bougie, but it's like I've been sitting at 28,000 followers for four years, but yet my newest pages with my candle page and my podcast page all of a sudden have like 1,000 followers in a month. Hmm. Still I hope some of this was like at least beneficial for you in terms of starting a business because I'm still new about it. And I'm open to answering certain questions about stuff, but I want to say this too. I'm not a gatekeeper. But when somebody, we'll say me, does all of the research to find special blends of oils, special blends of wax, special crystals, I almost think it's rude when people get in there and like, where do you get your crystals? You know, it's not like when they're trying to get into crystals and they want to find something, but I can tell when people ask specific questions, because like I had somebody once with one of my Christmas candles, they're like, where'd you get that? Is that a template? I would love, th- they were brazen about it, so I give them that. They were like, I really want to learn how to make this. I think I'm going to make this now. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're biting off my shit? Because, you know, everybody has copies of everything, and everybody, like, you know, kind of learns and, like, breeds off of other ideas. I'm not the first person to ever make crystal intention candles, but I think the way that I do it is unique to me. And if it's not, then go figure it out. And if you do better than me, great. God bless. I need to do better, but I just don't love when people will kind of be like, oh, I want to know where, you know, cause I'll see creators all the time on Instagram. I'm like, damn, that mold is dope. Or like, damn, that vessel's awesome. But I don't reach out and ask where they got it. Cause I feel like it makes me feel bad to gatekeep and not tell people cause I'm down to help people and move them forward. But I've even had a lot of people be like, oh, you should do a candle making class. I'm like, yeah, but then I'm gonna give away my secrets. And if this is my main business right now, like, I'm not Coca-Cola, but is Coca-Cola giving away their formula? No, they've had it under lock and key. So it's weird to have people ask you for help in business, but then they want to know the specifics like that. They want to know what you charge, what you make, what you spend. And it's like, that's kind of shooting myself in the foot if I'm going to give away all these things that I spent time and effort to research, to have new and innovative things, to find crystals that other people don't have, you know, to find people that, like, people that were, like, crystal people are like, wait, what's this one? You know, because I'll find the rare ones and try to price it out to where it's making a little bit of money for me and then not being astronomically expensive. It's sort of like, yeah, it's expensive for a candle sometimes. And you're like, oh, well, that's just a candle. But I'm just sort of like, okay, but how much money do you spend a week on coffee for something you're going to pee out later, you know? And it's just what's what's your worth in a sense. Like my husband is obsessed with that Netflix show where they're like auctioneers and they were doing Pokemon cards the other day for a card. For a piece of cardboard. And this one kid found, not a Pokemon card, it found um, a Formula One card. And it was worth, they didn't even give the number because they didn't want everybody to know how much that like that record-making auction went. But it was like over a million dollars. For a fucking card. So you just got to figure out what's worth it to you and what's worth the price. And when somebody compares your product to somebody else, be like, okay, well this is why mine's different. And if it's not for you, I understand. But then you have to understand within yourself, go back and do that self-inventory and ask, okay, is it really worth it or am I overpricing this? Or is your marketing just better? You know, it's like when you hear all these like dupes about makeup, because I do those all over my TikTok, is your packaging better? And that's what people pay for, because some people like to feel luxurious about that. Like I don't wear Chanel makeup anymore, but back in the day I did. And it was the packaging and the free little products that got me. And I said, okay, well, my packaging in terms of shipping isn't the bougiest, but the candle when you pull it out is the best. But then when I'm in person, I was asking people today, what color tissue paper do you want? What kind of bag do you want? And I had several different ones because they felt like they were getting this gift. And if they were buying that candle and they were giving it to someone – I wanted them to pick the tissue paper because what if it was for a male? I had black tissue paper. Not that the colors matter. I'm just saying. Like this little boy wanted to give it to his teacher and he wanted blue tissue paper. Those little nuances and those attention to detail matter. But when you ask people where they figured out and got those attention to details when you can't figure it out yourself, like if you went to the internet and you can't find it and then you go and ask somebody about it, it's not rude if they don't answer. They're just not trying to give up their trade secrets that make them money. So there you have it, friends. That's my little anecdote about starting a small business. And I'll give you more as I figure it out too. And I know you guys have been hitting me up on Instagram like, don't keep us waiting about fucking Splintergate. I got the damn splinter making these candles, so love, sweat, and tears, or blood, sweat, and whatever that saying is. And that damn thing's been in there for a week. I went and got antibiotics. I have done every, like almost every method possible. Like we tried to pick it out. We tried the hydrogen peroxide. That didn't work. I tried doing the paste of um, baking powder and water that got some of it out, but then it was still getting infected. So then I got the antibiotics and then it was still getting like hard and it was like, you could tell there was something else in there. So then I did the paste and left it on overnight that got it to pop gross, but then it was still kind of there. So now I went and got these band-aids for blisters that are supposed to promote healing and that has been drying it out more. So tonight I'm going to try to get it out with either the cutting off the syringe of like a baby medicine thing and sucking it out. Or I've heard you guys tell me tender, meat tenderizer and lemon juice. Somebody said a banana peel. I'm giving it like one more day of trying all the things. And then I just got to go to urgent care and have them cut it out. So yay. <laughs> you guys, thanks for listening. I'm going to skedaddle and finally eat dinner. I hope you have a really great couple of days. I will be back on Wednesday with more ask Riley's. And Riley's Fave 5. And if you guys want to hit me up with any Ask Riley's or any questions for the lawn care poppy, because I know you love Marshall and his lawn care talk, um, at really Riley at gmail.com. Text slam is 640, nope, 610 604 8895. Riley Couture on Instagram, Really Riley podcast on Instagram, and House of W by Riley on Instagram. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. It's really Riley.